World Prayer Center and the Praying Family Chapel presents Five Days June Prophetic Invasion. Theme, Riding on Prophetic Wings. The date is 12th to the 16th of June, 2017. Morning and evening sessions, Friday all night at 10 p.m. Your host is Prophet Nanase Opokusako, so some of you, if it's not for church, you will never be sitting where you are sitting. If it's not for church, you stand a chance to be an arm robber. You could have been a prostitute. You could have been a dubious. You could have been a cocaine dealer. But for God to give you pastors. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. After salvation, I think in my estimation, one of the greatest things after salvation is leadership. Hallelujah. After you receive Jesus Christ of Nazareth, one of the requirements you ever need to become what God has ordained for you to be is leadership. Somebody say leadership. So I, 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 I just believe that when we talk about even um, Father's Day, we are still talking about leadership. Hallelujah. Uh, we are talking about leadership. We are talking about leadership. A father is supposed to be a leader of his house. A father is supposed to be responsible. A father is supposed to be what God wants him to be. So this, 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 this morning, if you permit me and give me the next about 30 or 35 minutes, I want to exhort you in that area that I believe that God doesn't waste his time to create a nobody. I'm already preaching. Everybody here is very special to God. Because there is no kind like you. If you exit this earth, we can never get anybody like your type. So, that is the principle of the thumbprint. The reason why you cannot sign your signature and you go to a place and they want you to thumbprint and even if you can sign your signature, they still want you to print your fingertips is that among the 6 billion people on the world and the 6 billion who has already died, nobody, oh, what a wonderful God. No two people has the same design on their thumbprint. That shows that we are very unique in the way God made us, hallelujah. And everybody is calling to some leadership one way or the other. I'm going to start with probably biblical leadership. I'm going to go to family leadership because we have spiritual authority. We have parental authority. We have governmental authority. And according to the scriptures, you must learn how to respond to all this authority. Is somebody hearing what I'm talking about? So leadership is very crucial. Now listen, everything rises and falls under leadership. A country can be going down and a leader will pick up the country and turn the country's destiny around. If you permit me, I will give you one example like a country called Singapore. Some few years ago, maybe 30 years thereabout, they and Ghana was almost at the same level and there was a man who took it, uh, Lin Kunyan, took up the country and moved it from third world or what do we call it, from, from underdeveloped to a first world country. Leadership. I say leadership. Anytime God is getting ready to deliver a people in the Bible, he chooses a leader. He said, I've heard afflictions of my people in Egypt. And Moses, I am sending you as a leader to go and bring them out. God can't do anything for you without leadership. One of the things, the reason why sometimes the devil moves us to rebel against leadership and stand against leadership is that we don't understand what is leadership. And I'm going to give you some points to write down. Because your next level sometimes is even in the mouth of your spiritual leader. 
I'm already preaching now. So you go to a church, you acknowledge the spiritual leadership in your life. Joshua was just a, a normal military officer that was just operating when they took them from Egypt to the promised land. Joshua was a military officer. He was not from the priestly line. He was not trained as a pastor. But he was quite close to the man of God at that time. Joshua became assistant to Moses, but he was a military officer. He was not supposed to be. If there's anybody that should take the man to probably could have been Aaron or one of the guys in the Levitical priesthood. But because of his commitment and acknowledgement, the Bible said Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom because Moses laid his hands upon him. So when Moses laid his hands upon him, laying out of hands is contact and transmission. So whatever is in Moses entered Joshua. That became the next leader that took the people to the promised land. I pray that God will give you a kind of leadership that will take you to your promised land that you have not yet discovered. Somebody say leadership. So in the Bible, a lot of things was written about leadership. If you permit me, according to the book of um, Ephesians chapter 6, Apostle Paul was talking about two kinds of leadership. Ephesians chapter 6, and if I can read from verse number 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Say that with me. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is what? Right. Now go to the next verse. Honor thy father and thy mother. So Apostle Paul started with spiritual authority. Spiritual leadership. Your parents in the Lord is not your biological parents. He started with spiritual leadership. And he came to biological leadership. He started with spiritual authority and he came to uh, parental authority. So he said, when it comes to your spiritual parents, obey them. You have a responsibility to obey the directions I give to you. Which means that when you go and bring a Jacuzco brother to want to marry you. I, oh, okay, let me get to these people here. They will understand. In case you are in a choir and you are courting with a Jacuzco brother, somebody say, who is a Jacuzco brother? He has no salvation. He doesn't believe in church. He doesn't believe in the things of God. But you are falling in love. Even though you are not supposed to fall in love, you are supposed to walk in love. And you bring the Jacuzco brother to me and I ask him three questions and I sense that he is not a correct guy. I have the right to tell you that Stop this relationship. And you have a responsibility to obey me as a spiritual father. If you see a young lady that is not clapping, he is going out to the Jacuzco brother. I'm already preaching. Because... To be a pastor of this church is a prophetic word. You didn't vote us to this place. It is a calling. Before the pastoral ministry started in the church, God prophesied. According to Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse number 15, God prophesied spiritual leadership of pastoral ministry. He told the Israelites in their affliction that this is what I'm going to do to you. So I am here because it is a fulfillment of prophecy. All the men of God that preach, my sons here that preach, say that God is saying that I will give you pastors. This is Old Testament. I will give you pastors according to my heart. 
So the fact that you don't like your pastor does not mean it's not very dear to God. I will go to the people here, they will understand what I'm saying. The father you don't like, he said, I will give you pastors. I have a plan for you. I have a future for you. I am trying to take you where you have never been. But you will need the pastoral unction to get there. And God said, I will give it. It means that you are not going to vote to choose. I will know them. I will go to give them to you. I'm going to raise them. No matter how they go to school, at a, point, a certain point in their life, if, if they are medical doctors, I'm going to let them lose interest in medicine. If they are architects, I'm going to take them away from the practice of architect. If they are civil engineers, they won't do it. Because I am going to turn their heart. I will give you pastors. And I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. This is the word of the Lord. Mama was so essence So some of you, if it's not for church, you could have destroyed your life. Can I have a witness here? I say, can I have a witness here? If it is not for church, you will never be sitting where you are sitting. If it is not for church, you stand a chance to be an arm robber. You could have been a prostitute. You could have been a dubious. You could have been a cocaine dealer. But for God to give you pastors. If the generation come to understand the importance of leadership and we recognize and acknowledge it and relate to it the way God expects us to relate to leadership, we will never have struggles in our life. I am bringing it from spiritual leadership. So when you come to church, your pastor was a man that God chose. He said, I will give you pastors after my heart. That is why if God has not called you, don't come. I'm preaching already. If God has not called you, don't look at a little nice car pastors he's driving and think that when you come, you also drive one. Because God is the one that gives the pastors. You can't even become a pastor because you have, you have academic excellence. You are not going to become a pastor because I have seen irretreats called by God and start preaching and speaking grammar that when they speak it, you need the encyclopedia to interpret it. I will give you pastors. I am going to give them to you. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Ephesians. In the Lord. Obedient. Responsibility of becoming obedient to your parents in the Lord. You cannot rebel against somebody and obey the person at the same time. You cannot dishonor somebody and obey the person at the same time. Every failure in life is as a result of somebody you dishonored. Children means that everybody hear that somebody is above you. Obey your parents in the law. Then he jumped and he said that honor your father and your mother which is the first commandment with promise. So when God was giving the commandment, this one he added a promise to it. Now I want to tell you something. 
He didn't say honor your father and your mother when they are Christians. He didn't say honor your father and your mother when they are drunkard or sanctimonious. You don't determine how your father should behave before you honor him. It's a commandment with promise. God didn't give any condition. He said you cannot dishonor them because a prophet told you he is a witch. If you do your part, God is committed to do his part. God said, I don't care what you have heard about her. I don't care what you have heard about him. When it comes to your parent, honor them. It means that if you are living in a nice place and you have money and your mother is begging for food, it's a curse on your life. Wow. This morning, you are going to hear what God wants you to hear. That is why even when you are going to marry and you bring a girl to the house and your father said, I don't like this gentleman. You have two options. Either you pray and the God who owns the heart of a man will turn his heart around or you believe God till he understand but you cannot bypass your father and go and take your uncle when your father is alive because it is an honor for your father to present you into marriage. Obey your parents in the law. Because of the spirit of rebellion in our generation, we are trying to write our own Bibles. He didn't say your father if he is a drunkard. It means that you can even be a Christian, your father can be a Muslim, honor him. Some of you cannot call your father and wish him happy Father's Day. Just because somebody told you your father is a drunkard. The Bible didn't say when he is a saint. Because the same drunkard is what is the one that releases permantosia. And as a result of his permantosia, you are sitting where you are sitting. That is why in the Bible, some of the things, some of the things that people did in the Bible, it cost them. It cost them. And when they cursed, God honored the curse. There was the sons of Noah. Some of them saw their father's nakedness, grandchildren, and they laugh at it. When you see your father's nakedness, don't laugh. It is dangerous. Two of the children honored their father by going reverse, holding a cloth, and they covered their father's nakedness. And they did that because that righteous man was drunk. And they thought because he was drunk, they could mock him. Being drunk does not mean he has lost his authority on you. When you study the Bible carefully, is somebody understanding what I'm talking about here? I say everything rises and falls under leadership. If you are struggling in life, or if you fail, if you trust it, it can be connected to somebody who's supposed to honor that you dishonored. 
the two guys that went reverse and covered their father's nakedness, Noah blessed them. And he cursed the one. He didn't curse his son, but he cursed his children and make them servants to their other brothers just because they couldn't cover their father's nakedness. It is not in your interest to see a weakness in me and laugh at it. Because there are other things I do and as a result of the father, the reason why you always see weakness of leadership is that they are in the forefront of the battle. If, you, if we bring you there, your weakness will be exposed more than our own. Am I making sense here this morning? Obey your parents in the law. Honor your father and your mother. Occasionally blessing them. Sending seed a little bit to them. Buy what do they need at their age. Maybe a mini bag of rice. A little oil. A little sardine. It might not cost you more than 200 Ghana cities. And their blessings are always with you. And they go to bed. They don't need to pray for one hour. Lord, bless Victoria. Lord, honor. Today, my mother told me, said that you will live long. You will be strong. You will not see trouble. He said, God, I see something has come upon her. And he was just speaking. He said, you have been a blessing to me. I don't know how it will be like. You're obedient to the things of God. Sometimes when I watch you, I cry. He said, even though I have not seen you throughout the whole year, you have not visited me, I come to Accra to see you, but I have told God that you have taken my son, I give him to you. So I know. He said, one day I called your family and your wife told me that you have traveled and they themselves have not seen you for almost two weeks. And I said, oh, if the family have not seen you for two weeks, then my own one month should be, I shouldn't complain. But he said, you have dedicated yourself to do what God has called you to do. And he said, God will honor you. Listen, he is not anointed, but that time he is speaking from parental authority. Because, listen, the reason why I must honor her is that he should have aborted me. Oh, no, no. I, 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 I can't get the right people here. There is another person that could also be, be born again. The same way I'm born again. There's somebody who could have grown. The mother and the father met on the same day. You could have been conceived. But their father, the mother spit them out. You are just in selfishness. That is why it's about you, you, and you are complaining. I don't like the matter. Yesterday, I watched something on the social media somebody sent to me. It was sad. A foolish American girl has taken his mother to court. And some of you might have watched it. And his point is that he doesn't want her to call her her daughter again because he's a black woman. And the judge sitting on the bench was a black woman. And he said, you are a disgrace to life. And when he was talking, he said, he referred to the woman. I said, I'm talking about the woman there. And the judge said, you better say ma'am or say, uh, what do we call it? Ma'am, it is another word you use. Or no, you are in my court. And he said, why are you behaving like this? He said, because I come from Alabama. 
and I live in a white community. And I saw that my mother was laboring in the house. And he said, what did, did your mother take you to school? He said, yes, afterwards he said, college. And he said, you mean your mother was wiping and mobbing people's house and using the money to, but he said that, uh, because I have a boyfriend, that my boyfriend wish like my mother was a white woman. No, don't laugh. There are some of you here, you are shy to identify yourself with your parents. If your parents come here today, you might not tell your friends it's your parents. Don't, 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 don't ever think this is a spirit. There are some of you here, you don't want to identify with your parents. I don't care what they do. I don't care what is wrong. My father never take care of me for some reason. One day I told him, I said, if, probably if you take care of me, I wouldn't have been where I am. All things work together for good. But I'm 100% taking care of him. He also called me and blessed me. He never take care of me. But it doesn't stop me from taking care of him. Everything rises and falls under leadership. My wife makes sure my mother gets his money every month. And it's the first priority. If there is any need, you call my wife. Every time we have a standing order of amount into her account. Because the commandment came with a promise. It is called a hidden covenant. It's a covenant that when you put it into practice, it brings a lot of blessing. Even if your mother is a rich person, sometimes buy a crate of an egg and go and give it to the person. He appreciated that my daughter has brought me a gift. Honor your father and your mother in this rebellious generation. People are standing in court and denying their parents. I look at the thing and say, this girl, you have cut off their lifespan. Because it is in the Bible. He said what? Honor your father and your mother. Which is the first commandment with promise. Look at the next thing he said. I like the way you are quiet. That it may be well with you. So if you don't honor them, it will not be well with you. Now, I have a problem with this. I have a little problem with this. Maybe it's because of my instincts and understanding about the scriptures. But I become born again. I'm trying to rise up in life. I go to a prophetic meeting and a prophet told me, tells me, my mother is a witch. And now I'm born again. And I begin to hate her. Because now, because I don't want to pay price, then my irresponsibility, I'm connecting it to my mother. He knows who is a witch, but my point, this is the problem I have. And if in case I'm wrong, reach your hand and correct me. Let's assume he's truly a witch. If he couldn't kill me when I was a baby. I don't have the right people. Let me get the people here. If he couldn't kill me when I was not born again. Is it now that I know Jesus? Maybe I need to get the right people. I want somebody to get understanding of this one. If you are not ready to pay the price, darkness and light, who should run away from the other? 
Your Bible said that light shineth in darkness and the darkness completed. So if assuming Mambada or your, your so-called prophet or your father is a witch, that witchcraft has no access and power over your life. If you are standing right and obeying what God wants you to do. If you couldn't kill me when I was not saved, is it now you are going to kill me when I'm safe? Then I don't understand my Christianity. I don't know the gift of righteousness. I don't know the gift of eternal life. I don't know the authority Jesus has given to me. Oh, I don't understand that. I am covered and a greater one is in me than anything that comes against me. I submit to you that there are people hearing the sound of my voice. People hearing me from the nations of the world. Somebody hearing me live from an FM station. That's if you want it to be well with you, I am showing you one commandment. Everything rises and falls under leadership. The Bible is the greatest manual for living. It means that if you buy a ghetto blaster and you want to operate in a machine where you need to go to the manual to give you a systematic way of operating the machine. I have a car. And the car, somebody called me and said that uh, one day the police stopped me and said, you are talking on the phone. So I didn't know about that. He said, it's a law. And he said, well, you look like I know you. I said, yes, I'm a pastor. He said, ah, okay, you are the prophet. Huh? I'm warning you. Now, then I called the person I'm talking on the phone. I said that, oh, I cut it because the police stopped me. And they said, oh, prof, why are you talking on the phone? Because your car, you can connect your car to the phone by Bluetooth. And then you don't need to pick the phone. You can talk while you are driving. I said, I don't know. He said, go to the manual. And he quoted, he said, I use the same car in America. Just open the manual to page 76. And it will give you the systematic order. I was going home yesterday. I parked by the, the mutual place there. And it took, it took me less than two minutes. I just read the thing. It said Bluetooth on. Make sure the thing on them. It said pair them. I saw the thing pair pair. It said connected. The next time somebody called, I hear pray, pray in the car. I said, oh, me them. <laughs> me them. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Now, if I didn't know that the police will harass me, the reason why you are being harassed by the devil is that you have not gone to the manual. Oh, I, I can stop preaching with this one. This is the greatest manual for living. It will teach you how to marry well. It will teach you how to do business well. It will teach you how to relate well. It will teach you how to operate well. It will teach you how to love your wife. The greatest manual for living. Mr. J, do you remember my machine that I gave it to you, the Bose, that you went to try, 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 you couldn't work on it. You remember what happened? Because I didn't go to the manual. When I brought the machine, I just wanted to plug it like the way we plug other machines. But I didn't know when I plug it, I saw smoke coming from the machine. And I called the company, the bus company in America, and said, you are crooked people, you are a thief, and you gave me a machine. And the man said, take it easy, take it easy. Who, is, who are you talking? I said, I'm talking from the sunny, beautiful country of Ghana, where God lives. And I bought something from 
from you and you gave me the wrong one and I've already flew to Ghana and how do I get it there? And he said, please, what happened? I said, smoke is coming from inside. The American man said, are you, uh, 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 he used a word, he said, did you take it to international? Did he, he said, international, he said something. He said, he said, you take it to another country. I said, it's all. Did you follow the manual? I said, no, 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 we don't need manual. In Ghana, we block things and it start to work. A lot of you are saying you don't need the manual of the Bible. You are trying to do it on your own. And I tell you, very soon smoke will come from your body because you are not using the manual. Give the Lord a shout because I'm preaching here this morning. And don't look at me some way. The smoke was coming from the king. I am mad at the company. Some of you are mad at the manufacturer. You are mad at the creator. But he has given you a manual. They say they are fasting all right, they are praying all right, they are coming to church all right, but they lack knowledge. What I did to spoil that beautiful Bose machine was lack of knowledge. The guy continued to say that you might be, your case might be similar to a guy who did the same thing in Nigeria. I said, I'm not a Nigerian. He said, but he's a similar ignorant. And I said, what happened? He said that we are using 110. You are using 240. So the manual will tell you that you need a step-down transformer. If you were to go to the manual, you could have seen it. He said, do you have your manual with you? I said, I got it. He said, open the manual to this page. And I saw it there. And it's written, in case you are using this machine in international, then you need a step-down transformer. I have blown a beautiful machine. Brand new. As a result of ignorance. Some of you are blowing brand new blessings. Brand new marriage. Because you don't know the manual. Smoke is coming from the matrimonial home. You are trying to blame your pastor. You are trying to blame the church. You are even blaming the woman. The woman is blaming the man. And the reason is that both of you has not gone to the manual to find out. Because let me tell you something. There is something called transition. Transition is a very difficult thing. Transition comes with a price. That is why sometimes children cry when they come out of the womb. Because in the womb, there is a way they feed them. When they come to the earth, sometimes they are struggling with the nipple of the breast because they are in transition. It's a little bit difficult. You have lived in voter regime all your life. You are living in Pando. You eat Banku and Fertility. You did Akpele and Fertility. Somebody was living in Upper West and you also eat Dawa Dawa and T-Sex. And two of you have come to marry. It's a transition. And during the transition, it comes a little friction. You need the manual to say, husband, love your wife. Give her sacrificial life. The transition period is going to go in the process. But as you keep reading the manual, a time is coming that both of you will line up. There are so many marriages in the church that has never studied the manual for marriage. They don't have it. They don't have it. They're just living. They're just living. And expecting too much from the other partner. If you expect more than I can carry, I will frustrate you. How do you want me to make, how do you, want me to make you happy? What well, me myself, I'm not happy. Think about it. 
most of the people that you are driving your joy from and your happiness, they themselves don't have one. So instead of waiting for your partner to make you happy, be happy and joyful in the Lord. And have it in abundance so that you can give some to somebody. Can somebody go to the manual today to straighten your life? If you are in the manual, things are going to be fine. Because when God says, husband, love your wife, he knows what he's talking about. What is love? Love is not envious. Can I tell you love? Give me 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 5 from the New International Version. Let me give you a little bit about love. The biblical point of view of our love. Come to verse number 1 so that those who are watching me today, they will understand where I'm coming from. If I come to church and I can speak the tongues of men of angels, my tongues has graduated from men to angelic tongues. But I have no love. Makuki akuku akukokuru. God said, I am only a resounding gun or a clanging symbol. Can somebody make that noise for us to hear? This is your tongues. If you are very close to the thing, the first thing you will do is to do what? So some of you, when you start praying because of lack of love, God. I even saw in the book of, he said, dwell with your wife according to knowledge. That your prayers will not be hindered. Because you are praying all right. But it is chan chai. What a deception in our generation. When you are in Kasaba, you are zealous in church. You are in protocol meeting. You are the one the first to cut the communion. But you don't talk to your wife. So you are falling in love with church, but you are not falling in love with Christ. There are a lot of Pentecostal charismatic Christians who are in love with church, but they don't know Christ. And they don't have no love for the word. They are not ready to obey God's word. They become bypasses and gossipers in the church. He knows everybody's story in the church. The people who are on their way somewhere, they don't have time for gossip. If you fall in love with Christ, your attitude will change. So for, if people fall in love with Christ, the church will be better. The reason why the church is not getting better is that they are falling in love with church. They are in church, but they are not in Christ. It is not church that changes people's life. It is Christ in you. That is the hope of glory. You must make sure you have Christ before you enter the church. The church is just ecclesia. But Christ is written to a person. Most of the things we call love, it is called lust. I have an ulterior motive for the way I'm closer to you. I have an ulterior motive for trying to marry you. Be careful with the guy that are falling in love with you. They have ulterior motive. Some of the lazy guy who doesn't want to work, want to work with a girl working so that the girl can provide for them. Some of the lazy guys who doesn't want to work hard are ready to make up so that their makeup will attract for them a man. But I want to tell you something. Your beauty will definitely take you to marriage. But your character must keep you there. Yes, I'm preaching. 
What is love? I said, I am only a sounding gong, a, a, a clanging symbol. Verse number two said that, Jesus Christ, if I have the gift of prophecy, Mama, man, come say, ring, ring, and can fathom all mysteries. It means I never ain't see when you win him. Win him, then I may be your channel or church. Or China in Sobato and Mate, two o'clock to one o'clock. One o'clock to two o'clock. And I told we are a soon be by banners from what appear we are. And from what people put us in from an award, Benjamin Bay said, Oh, Robert Prosper. Mysteries. You can fathom it. Fathom what? Mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have faith that I can move mountains. So all this faith, eh? if love is not the motivating factor, you can move the mountains and go to hell. That is why some preachers will come to me and say, did we not cast demons in your name? They use the faith and to cast the spirit. But they have lost their salvation. Can I tell you the reason why you are sinning and still the power is operating? Huh? You can be a man of God. You will sleep with somebody in a church and still come and preach very powerful. Do you know why? Because the gift and the callings of God are without repentance. But when God gives you power, you have a responsibility to stay tuned with him for the power to be genuine. If you get disconnected, the power will be corrupted with time. So Satan has an anointing. When he corrupts himself, he becomes a retard angel. And the power is corrupted because it's not connected to God. If you cut a plantain, it can stand there green, but with time it will dry. It doesn't mean you won't dry, but it will come with the process. Unless repentance takes place. Love. Love. The love you are talking about, you don't understand. Leadership love. Sacrificial love. Sacrificial love. Leadership love. Sacrificial love. You love Hokada Basuta Kapaya. Mani Manamaya. They say, and the bar is very high. I wish he didn't say that. He said, love your wife as Christ loved the church. If he just said, love your wife, I could have misbehaved. But he gave us the bar for the high jump. That to start the Olympic high jump, before even we are permit you, you must be able to start from this feet. If you can't start from this feet, you are not qualified for the Olympic competition. Mm. So he said that you are not just loving your life, your wife. If I leave it there, you will decide your level of the height of the love. But I'm giving you the bar. Love your wife as I love the church. So you don't need anybody to tell you the church. Look at yourself. Then when you look at you, you start remembering, I went to Fanicate last two weeks. But when I came to the church, but Jesus received me. I stole somebody's mobile phone, but God has not drive me away. I have been eating man tight every Sunday, but God has not rejected me. Do you know why he does that? Because he knows one day, as you keep hearing the word, as you keep reading the manual, as you see people interpreting the manual, and trying to interpret their constitution to you. Because apart from the father is a manual. It's also the constitution for the kingdom. So the lawyers, the reason why they can bully us is that they know the constitution. Article 44 and then clause 6 says this. You have done all these things. But he gave you time. Until at a certain point you stood. And then you yourself look at yourself and say, Hey, my partner, my sister, see. 
Unam no biya yeyo. No asre no akachense ya mishra no wechem. Afi no abo break like I say. Me pa mini. Me adjo money kani. Me ni me akosia Olivia pani. Ha. Ole no konoko. Anka mechra pa mas. Wa 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 wa. Satasi driver aye on what to nika. No asha no amanako. Eradin yanko pom. And no crowd chum who cry now. I didn't wash no hookakra. But for the word of God, who can say no move. But that is not where you started from. God gave you sacrificial love. It's called another word is unconditional. I am not rejecting you for the mistake you have done. I am just giving you time. When we're in secondary school, there is something we learn about chasing the girls. They say, give them long rope. Long rope means I don't give them when they bounce you once. When they bounce you with milk, go with sardine. When they go sardine, go with tinapa. If they don't sardine, make sure you get corner beef. When the sister you brought to you, divide it and give them half. As you give them attention, the principle of long rope will work. There are people in the church. God has given them long rope. Because there's somebody, I have studied the Bible, see that he never lose hope and that person is God. He can never lose hope on your life. No matter the negative things around you, he will make sure that if you fall into a gutter, he will pick you and bath you. The next day you go, he come and pick you and bath you. And he said, the way I have time and give you the opportunity to grow, give the same opportunity to your wife. He might not be the woman you wanted now. But if you give her the opportunity. Do you know one of the problems of this generation? Ready-made. That is the reason why we didn't grow for Kumetino. Some of the men, you desire them. And you are, you are moving your tongue on your lips for them. Let me tell you. They didn't used to be the way you are seeing them. Another woman picked them up. And sacrificially. Thank you for the word. Well, I proposed marriage to my wife. It was my birthday at Bowie. One of the church members did a small party for me. Pastor David was there and I asked her to accompany me. We went there. And then she has agreed. The next Sunday I was going to preach. I say. Go with me to because I'm going to preach. I remember very well. You came with a guy called Kwame. He was driving a VW blue color. My au pair with that starter was a faded white color. I remember. I have a very a little bit good memory. Now, I was wearing a white Kimprin suit. One of my uncles came from abroad and gave me a brown shoe. But the socks was yellow. My wife said, anytime I'm preaching and my leg is lifted, look at the socks. Then he bowed down his head. Red suits, brown socks, yellow socks, and bushy hair. (laughs) 
Who has a uh, cufflinks? Is that what they call it? Is anybody wearing a shirt with cufflinks? It's like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. let me tell you, come, brother, brother. Bra. No, no, don't, don't remove it. Don't remove it. Come, come, come. I didn't say remove it. Just come. The cufflinks are our own, eh? Because the shirt is in Cantamount and you don't have the sizes. My coffee is when you lock up here, the shirt will come out. So, do you remember? If I'm lying, tell them I'm lying. So, when I'm going, we have a lot of safety pee. He has to cripple the thing here. But the conference is just a show up. Even if the conference fall down, the church will still stay. Because there is a reinforcement. Uh, I feel like preaching here this morning. Somebody does not understand what I'm talking about here. Uh, is somebody understanding what I'm talking about here? So one day I went to preach somewhere. And the conference removed. And my church was still standing. A man came to me and said, God's hand is upon you. I said, how do you know? He said, even when your cufflinks fall down, your shirt is still intact. The man thought it was a miracle, but he doesn't know that. Oh, I feel like preaching because you want to stop me. Oh, somebody, they are laughing at you today, but tomorrow by this time, you are going to be a living testimony. God is going to bless you. You will wear the most expensive shoe. You will drive the most expensive car. There is a God in heaven. I see your story changing. The God that changed my story. I declare you will change your story. Be careful with already made. Be careful with hanging around people who have already arrived. Be careful because in every labor, there is a prophet. Sacrificial love is very crucial. Everything rises and falls under leadership. Hallelujah. No, even if you don't like the way I'm preaching, give me time. Because I'm still growing. I will preach better tomorrow. Don't just go for something that is always ripe. It is important. Leadership is everything. If where you are, the spirit of leadership is right. I can guarantee your future. Do you know what leadership can do? Jesus Christ came to all earth and picked up fishermen and picked up illiterate people and gave them leadership. And when he ascended on heaven, they stormed the world. So it's not that you are illiterate or you are weak. You have not discovered the right leadership. Because leadership will bring the best inside you. Leadership will not press you down. Even when you are down, it will tell you you can make it. If you come around my life, I will rebuke you. I will deal with you because I want the best to come out. Go to the next verse, love. I'm talking about love. If I give all I possess to the poor, so God is not moved by your giving if it's not motivated by love. You can give it for show. For showmanship. You are giving for people to know that you are the one who gave the biggest. But it's not motivated by love. You are not giving it with love that the kingdom will be built. If you bring your cement here, bring it with the love that Jesus, I want this place to be completed. That people will come and get a place to sleep and see God. It's motivated by love. But if you are giving it for people to see that you have given, the Bible said, if I give to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, and, but I have not loved, I gain nothing. So love is everything. It's everything. It is a language in heaven. 
The character, no, it is a character in heaven. The character in heaven is love. The language is faith. But faith cannot work without love. Now go to the next one. Let me show you there what love is. Uh-huh. Love is patient. Which means that if I'm not impatient, I am not in love. Mm-hmm. Love is what? Mm-hmm. Tell somebody love is patient. Tell the person, if you truly love me, you will have some time for me. You will have some time for me. Uh-huh. Sometimes, I'm going somewhere with Lady Ivy, and then he's trying to make up, and he's trying to do the final touches, and I say, girl, wear everything and let's go. One day, God told me something that made me stop. He said, don't put pressure on her. She's being herself. She's being a woman. I can go to bathroom and spend two minutes. Sometimes two minutes is too long. And I discover that no matter how it is, eh, you must understand a woman. Then one day God told me, you are trying to force her to be like you. But your makeup is different. Now, look at my foolishness. One day I told her that, I said, the way you are dressing, I'm the one you are dressing to show. And the Lord says, it's not true. Woman don't necessarily dress. It is the glory of his husband. But when a woman dress, he is more conscious of the other woman seeing the naked, negative side of the dress. Because when the dress is wrong on a woman, a man will not see, but another woman will pick it. Wisdom. So they take their time because that is the way God makes them. They are very, they are very cautious and sensitive about themselves. And it takes love for you to have that patience. So I deduce something. If you are going to preach and we're supposed to leave the house five o'clock, I will tell her we'll leave four. Does it make wise? Does it make wisdom? So that at least we give allowance for one hour. So sometimes when it finishes, ah, what's here? I call for. Maybe I call for thirty about that soon and then I'm all in my heart. I know what I'm doing. Give the Lord a clap of it. Love is patient. Somebody say, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. All your pride is as a result of lack of love. The fact that a man told you he loves you and you don't love him does not mean you should insult him. Today, you don't know what you'll become tomorrow. One day, if you don't take care, your application must come to his office. They look like anything today. Nobody comes and says, Girl, excuse me, I've been seeing you in that church. And uh, me, wow, no, they'll be, Excuse me, what did you say? What did you just say? Oh, sorry, I say, Um, uh, um, stamina by force. Uh, 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 um, uh, I'm saying that I'll be watching you at church and. I want you to be the mother of my children. No, excuse me. What did you? No, say it again. You say what? Oh, I, 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 I just, I just, I'm just saying that if two of us can get together, Jesus Christ, ah. Jesus, the bitch I say, no, you What did you say? No, what did you just say? If it's not the message that he preached today, what I will do to you? 
you don't know what is going to happen to you. Where's somebody want to marry you? Maybe it's not your class. According to your standard of classes. A wise woman would just say, oh. You are the type of guy that would be every woman's dream. I wish you came earlier. But I'm sorry I have somebody in my life. Not really he's my fiancé, but we are dating. I will just pray for you that God will prepare a woman for you. Somebody said, what about if I don't have any fiancé? Tell her, oh, I am just doing some course. And the way I am committed to things, I don't want to be distracted. I need some time. So it will be difficult for me to say yes now. Maybe we can be friends of high, high. But I'm not ready for this. But I promise you, if it is the will of God that we should be together, God will work it out. Yeah. After four months, he comes back. The thing you said, what is it? Oh, I've been praying for you. Actually, when I finished my course, there was a guy who was studying together. I saw that we were getting close. And for some reason, I have said yes to him. Oh, but you know, since I said yes, I have always been praying. I promise you, I am one person God always answers my prayer. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. He has become your friend. You have not read the manual, so you are misbehaving. I met a guy who used to come to church and stop. And I said, Well, I said, Daddy, the catch a gave. He said, Well, I do a year, me no. Me bought so many bonus supernatural, you must have TV. Ran his stomach. So the, the girl's intimidation has let her stop coming to church. Or see, the sad thing is that when he meets his friends, then they are all pointing at him. Look at that guy. It is no wisdom to sit in a church. And you hate the spiritual father. Maybe the word hate is too much on a high bar. There is no need. Loving me is a contact for your blessing. That does not necessarily mean that I will do things every time for you to like it. Because then it doesn't make me the right leader. Apostle Paul said that the pastors, your spiritual father, and the sons and the spiritual associate, you must treat them with double honor. Give me First Timothy. 1 Timothy 5.17. The elders who direct the affairs of the church well are worthy of what? Double honor. I want to ask a question here. Do I direct the affairs of this church well? These people, some day, mommy, let me go to this group and find out. I said, According to the scripture, the elders, am I an elder? Yeah. Who directed the affairs of the church? Give me the GNT Bible. Let me see the way we talk about the elders. The elders who do good works, the elders who do good work as 
leaders should be considered worthy of receiving double pay. Ha! Especially those who work hard at preaching. Jesus Christ. No, those who doesn't want me to get anything. They are still saying, do I work hard on preaching and teaching? Jesus Christ. And name our Bible. This is the word of the Lord. God said the people that labor in preaching and teaching, this guy here, he labors in preaching and teaching. What a kapal. Give me, let's amplify it. Give me the amplified version. Let me see the way the amplified version will put it. Wow. Let the elders who perform the duties of their office well be considered double worthy of honor and of adequate financial support. <laughs> Let the elders who perform, listen to me, it is not in your interest for your pastor to be broke. Because a poor pastor cannot pastor a rich church. Do you know why I know you are going to be a millionaire? Because of the way I think. We have no covenant with poverty. Anything your father can do spiritually, you are able to build greater than what your father is doing. Consider double worthy of honor. And of adequate financial support, especially those who labored faithfully in preaching and what teaching. They labor faithfully in preaching. So God expects that when you have to honor us, honor us the way you have to honor us. There's nothing wrong in honoring a man of God. Honor them with your mouth, honor them with your soft hands. If you buy a gift and you give it to your pastor, it's an honor. If you buy a car and you give it to him, it's an honor. One day, if God bless you and say, Daddy, you have been flying too much, I just want to get you an aircraft. It's an honor. Never, never be angry that the church is worthy. If the church becomes poor, they won't have a voice. And if the church doesn't have a voice, the country is in trouble. Double honor. Double honor. Now, I like it. Come back to the New International Version. Somebody say double honor. It becomes opportunity to bless the man who God has given a contact because the Levite couldn't have a portion of the land. And God said the rest of the tribe must go and work. And when they work, they should carry their 10% and bring it so that the Levite will live on it. Not that I can be a very good businessman. Jesus said, when you give a prophet a cup of water, that is the lower Jesus brought it. He said there is something called a prophet's reward. Honor leadership. Honor leadership. Honor your father. Honor your mother. Wife, respect your husband. Honor the man. Respect him. Not showmanship, but deep down in your heart. Respect your husband. Don't shout at him in front of your mother. 
Don't use abusive words on him. Your responsibility is to submit to the man. Sometimes when he's talking, keep quiet. It doesn't make you a fool. It rather makes you responsible, wise wife who wants to stabilize his home and make it peaceful. Sometimes you are right, but say, I'm sorry, honey. Submission. Listen, the Bible said to men, he said that, don't maltreat your wife. Your prayers cannot be hindered. Man of God, it takes love for a man to marry a woman for 30 years. 40 years, and she's the only one she knows. And listen, even in case you have made some mistakes in the past, because you have heard the word of God, you have vowed in your spirit that never again. Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 18. Preaching, those who are preaching in verse number 18. For the scripture says, do not muzzle the ox, while it's treading out the grain. And the worker deserves his what? And look at the question God asked. Is God interested in the ox? No. Go to the next verse. Apostle Paul was talking about double and double pay. Do not entertain an accusation against an elderly unless it's brought to three or three witnesses. Don't let anybody gossip about your pastor. Don't ever sit down to discuss negative about your spiritual father. It's not worth it. Because you need his covering. And the thing that covers you, you can't point accusing finger on it. Don't sit with anybody and discuss about your spiritual mother. None of the pastors here and their wife should be in your gossiping topic. Apostle Paul said, this is why there are a lot of spiritual leprosy in the church. When Miriam and Aaron talk about Moses, Miriam was baptized in leprosy. In the Old Testament, it comes physical. In the New Testament, it comes spiritual. Even if you think he has done something you don't like, compare the good things he has done to one wrong thing that he did. Now, it's not worth it. Hallelujah to Jesus. Write these things down quickly and let me close. The reason you must honor them is that the leader, your pastor, your leader, your father is the master key to your success in life. Standing here in front of you, I am a master key to your success in life. How many of you believe that? Yes. You are doing some things because of the motivation you are getting. Your leader Leadership, spiritual leadership is a master key to what? Your success. How many of you want to be successful? Yes. Joshua become what it is because of Moses. Ruth become what it is because of Naomi. Elisha, when the mantle was going, he said, my father, my father. Elisha become what it is because of Elijah. Timothy was the first bishop because of Paul. Makuda basha tokapaya. Ma, 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 ma. Guys, I am a contact to your future success.
Your spiritual leader transfers wisdom through relationship. He transfers what? Through what? So, you relate to me. You come to church. You do that. I tell you, join this, you join. I tell you, join that, you join. You are sitting down. You are doing nothing. You have a talent to sing. You are not there. You are not obeying spiritual leadership. This is what will open the door for your destiny. Spiritual leader transfer what? Wisdom through what? They guarantee your promotion. Spiritual leadership guarantees your what? Promotion can be guaranteed. Hallelujah. As a result of the things they are teaching, you will live right and live well for you to be promoted. Hmm? It's a master key to your success. They guarantee your promotion. Spiritual leadership guarantees your promotion. Hallelujah. Guarantees it. Based on the honor you put on spiritual leadership, it can determine your wealth. There are some of you, your family people thought there's nothing good in you until you step into the church. Your mother see you operating a gift and you shock. I studied this thing from a book and I added and I just tried to learn that this is good teaching. Hallelujah. Mm. Can give you scriptures on it. But when I give you the scripture, what's the first one? Huh? Uncommon leadership, what? It's a key to what? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Add scripture to it. So that when you go, you can go and study. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Let's just read it. Proverbs 4, 7. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Give me King James Version. The next one is what? They transfer wisdom through what? Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. <laughs> it transfer what? Wisdom through what? That is what happened between Moses and Joshua. He that walketh with the wise shall be what? He that walketh with wise men shall be what? But a companion of fools shall be what? Look at somebody say, change your relationship, change it. In case you are working with foolish people, you have a responsibility to change it today. Eh, but who are foolish people? You know it. Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 9 talks about how Joshua received impartation of wisdom from Moses. Are you alive? Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse number 9. And Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom. How did he get it? For Moses has what? Lay his hands upon you. So every time I'm doing anointing service, wisdom is being transferred. I heard amen from only three people. Your spiritual leaders and your spiritual father can paralyze your enemies. Spiritual enemies against you. They can paralyze them. Some of you, as a result of your presence in this house, that the powers in your background cannot attack you. Give it attention. We bless God for your life. We know you are going places. We know you cannot fail. We know you cannot be disappointed. You may not arrive there in a day, but you will surely arrive at the place. Today, as God add one year to my life, I command the blessings of God over your life. As you serve in this house, the God that called me and anointed me, he will take you to places. He will honor you. The oil that built Potter City will make a way for you. You will surely be a household name. You will be a living testimony. I declare after today, you are for signs and wonders. You will marry. 
you will be happy in a matrimonial. You will have children. You will raise your children in the fear of the Lord. Money will never be a problem. You will build your own houses. You will drive your cars. Your business will prosper. The heavens on your head will be open. You will have divine elevation. You will walk in divine favor. Your enemies doesn't have a choice. They will bless you. Because God's hand is upon your life. On this day, as a Father's Day, I stand in authority God put me in. As a spiritual father of the house. And I declare over your life that everything that has delayed in your life we give it divine acceleration. We command speed into your life. There is one sign that is going to be a sign on your head. Everybody will point you and say, you are a wealthy man. You are a wealthy woman. You will walk in divine abundance. The favor of God will be your portion. Pray in the spirit for two minutes and ask God's blessing. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, PO Box GP21421, Accra, or telephone plus 233-303-413-703 or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.